Welcome to this week's episode of Why Stop Now. This week, we're talking to a barrel racing producer from the barrel racer state of Texas. We're going to be covering a lot this week, so let's get to it. Here's Isaac Jessup on the guitar, and we'll come back with Miss Dina Reynolds. I'm here today with... Dina Reynolds. Dina, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm good. Good deal. Good deal. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. So, Dina, tell me a little bit about your background. Where are you from? I'm from a small town in East Texas. Of course, I'm I'm a I'm a Texan, and uh, we're in a small. I'm from a small town. It's Gladewater, Texas. We have a big PRCA rodeo there, but we're about two hours east of Dallas. Okay. So what do you do for a living? Um, for a living, I work for the state of Texas, actually. I work for the Railroad Commission, um, which we regulate all the oil and gas industry is what we do on our end. <clears throat> been there uh, 10 years. No, nine years. I had to think about it, but nine years. Been there nine years. And that's what I do as I call my main job. <laughs> right. Aside from your producing your rail races. Correct. Correct. <laughs> So before we get into that, do you have any hobbies aside from producing barrel races? You know, I pretty much like anything. I I love sports. Um, I like to just hang out. I like to be with friends and family. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty easygoing. Just kind of go with the flow kind of thing as far as what I like. You know. So how did you get into producing? Um, you know, I I just always think that God kind of puts you different paths. Um. I had started putting, we, we started taking care of the original Team Roping Association, which is the OTRA here in Texas. We had a district, it's Team Roping. Um, had no clue what to do, had no clue how to figure money, had no clue, um, you know, and I, I, on the Team Roping end of it, you know, we have draws and things like that. Had no clue what to do. And, um, time I was with someone that, you know, he, he said, well, we're, we're going to do this roping. And, you know, just from there, it kind of, you know, we, we tried to prepare ourselves to do something better every time. And then just one day I decided I'll, you know, Hey, I'll do a barrel race. There was no rhyme or reason for it. And probably the first one that got me kicked off was, um, in 2010, my dad had passed away and he, he trained all my horses and everything. And it kind of took the, kind of took the wind out of me. You know, I, I ran barrels and competed and I, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to quit, but I didn't want to compete either. And so I just said, you know, I'll just start announcing a little more and it, it just kind of went from there. And then from announcing, um, you know, when my dad, when my dad passed, I wanted to do a memorial, but we, you know, we just didn't do that. So we had a, we did a barrel race and named it Lucky Lotto. And the Lucky Lotto is kind of a name that's linked back to my dad. It's not just a gambling name, <laughs> <laughs> even though putting on a barrel race is a gamble. <laughs> that's no kidding. Um, and so that night um, we had a tornado come through about, or the tornado warnings went off rather. Uh, and everybody talked about that race that the tornado came through. And so, you know, that's pretty much the race that got me started as far as wanting to produce. And then, and then it just grew. 
I've heard you say before the tornado came through and you weren't sure that you wanted to call it the lucky lotto. Correct. Right? But the tornado came through. Everyone started talking about that lucky lotto race that the tornado and crazy how that just stuck, right? Yeah. I don't know. What would you say is the most challenging part of being a producer? Oh, you know, there's a couple different angles. Um, from the producer end of it, we are very hard on ourselves. Um, just trying to make sure everything's perfect, making sure the ground is correct. You know, because if you do, if you work several different events, um, and I know we're going to, we'll talk about some stuff in a minute. Um, if you work several different events, you know, the ground is different. The weather has a huge thing, a huge factor to play in that. But I think probably for us having the ground consistent and and safe for everybody is probably probably the biggest challenge of all i mean you know as far as an event right um you know the other side of that is the pressure you know you get the 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 phone calls um not just the phone calls but the one o'clock in the morning phone calls that people for you know sometimes forget you have to sleep too (laughs) um you know that that gets tough It, it it it's a mental game I mean, mentally, it can it can wear you down. Right, that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I feel like the ground's hard because it's something that you can't necessarily control. Like you said, you've got the books, you've got your programs figured out on taking the entries. It's more the ground because you physically cannot control that, right? That's correct. Just because it may not be the setup for your horse and you run and you don't have a good run, it's not necessarily the ground. You know, it, it, right. it, it could be just, it's just not a fit for you. And that's not a negative thing. I mean, that's not, that's not um, any, you know, good or bad. I mean, it's, but it just doesn't, doesn't mean that the ground is horrible, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's, it's a challenge. It is definitely a challenge. It's kind of a hard question to ask because I know there's so much to it, but yeah. do you have a favorite part of putting on the race? Honestly, my favorite part is getting to meet people. I mean, I, I love meeting my contestants. And, and I've had contestants tell me, you know, well, you were busy. I didn't want to bother you. I'm never too busy for somebody to come say hi. You know, I, I'm never too busy. Um, I may not be able to sit and chit-chat. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and I think back in December, you know, I had the chance of meeting you. And, and we got to speak, I think it was what, like probably 30 seconds in between a drag maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but I, I think it's important. And, and that's my, I, I really do. That's my favorite part. I love meeting people. I, I'm a people person. Um, and, and it's, it's always a blessing to, to get to see the, those people that, you know, put their entries in. And, and I like to, I like to speak to them and congratulate them and, and, you know, thank them for coming because without the contestants, we wouldn't have a race. Well, that's awesome. And it's so nice as a contestant, I can say, to have somebody like you who's outgoing and who wants to speak to you instead of just blowing us off like we're a burden. Yeah, it's so no. Nice when your attitude and how optimistic you are. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I ran barrels. I, I ran barrels up until, well, really up until I got really busy doing the announcing and producing side of it that, you know, it's just like, well, I'm not going to run this week. <laughs> right. But I, so I ran barrels. And so everything that I do as a producer, I think of as I'm coming down the alleyway. 
I feel like if, if I'm coming down the alleyway, I should be able to come down there in 45 seconds or 60 seconds, you know, which 60 seconds is a long time, but I, I try to think of what do I want to hear in the back as a contestant? You know, do we need to hear draw numbers? Do we need to hear what number we're on? Do we need to hear we're dragging after five? That's how I base my races. You know, what do I want to see as me coming down the alleyway? That's awesome that you're able to put yourself in those shoes and, mm-hmm. and make a great race because of it. Well, thank you. Let's talk about some of those races that you put on. Okay. For instance, this year you put on the race for the Ram. Mm-hmm. Where did you get the idea to give away a track to the end? Um, I actually, um, I partnered up with Mike and Sherilyn Johnson, which is how they have the Vegas toughest. And for those that don't know who they are, uh, been to the NFR four times, I believe in the barrel racing, uh, Mike Johnson's been 23 times in the calf roping and in 2020, of course, the dreaded COVID shut everything down. Um, my annual event that I do in Marshall is unfortunately it's held at a city arena. So we weren't able to have it at that arena. And Sherilyn approached me and said, Hey, do you want to do a race? And I said, sure. I, this is really before I knew all the details. <laughs> and um, she said, let's shoot big. And I said, okay. <laughs> and so, you know, she was pretty much the idea of, and, and everything on getting the trucks. That that's pretty much what started it. I wasn't able to do my race in 2020 and she contacted me and said, Hey, you want to do a big race? Let's go together. You know, I did our first race. There was 10,000 added. And she said, let's get a truck together. And I said, okay. So we called it race for the Ram and here we go, (laughs) you know, and it's, it, it, it's been successful for two years. You know, this was this past December was our, our second race, you know, with the trucks. And so, um, it's, you know, it's, it's been different because the first year we did it in Tulsa, the second year we did it in Vegas. So there were two different setups, <laughs> right? but we, but we had, I mean, and they, they were beautiful trucks too. Oh, well, you got to see one in December. I did. They um, were beautiful. <laughs> yeah. They were, they weren't the stripped down version either. They were loaded four wheel drive leather interior, probably about a $75,000 truck. So you started in Tulsa and then this mm-hmm. year were in Vegas mm-hmm. how different was it oh it's a lot different <laughs> it's a lot different because you know in Tulsa we're at a facility that is 100% arenas I mean it's it's set up it's you know the dirt's there everything I mean in Vegas and the team ropens everything you have to bring dirt in you have to haul dirt you have to start from scratch because you're in a building a, a convention thing with no dirt, no walls, no stands, no nothing. And it, 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 it's amazing at what is involved and the details and everything you have to think of and everything. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I, I say I, after this year, this was my first one in, in Vegas. And I said that, Putting an event on, I don't care who you are, <laughs> putting an event on in Vegas is not for the week. It's tough. It's tough. It's a lot of fun, but it's work. I'd <laughs> say so it's, it's, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. You know, the arena, the setup, um, you're inside a building, you have to hold dirty and you have to, you have to move everything in. Right. 
Well, that's, I mean, I think it's crazy. I look at the all-in barrel race, right? Mm-hmm. The first couple years they had it at the plaza, same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But it, now they have it at the Orleans Arena. Right. When my brother was a senior in high school, that's where they had their state basketball game. <laughs> there is so much that to it you don't really think because there's right. like one arena in Vegas. It usually has events going on. Right. Where like you said, there is just so much to it that you wouldn't even think of because of how much work there is, right? Well, and I mean, you you think about it, you know, you ran at my race in December. And when you came in that building, does it look like an empty building? I mean, <laughs> you saw the whole setup. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't look like it. Now, I will say this. It was kind of crazy, too, because as soon as we called the results out and everything, we're taking down fences. I mean, we were while we were finishing up awards and the truck, our guys were behind the scenes cutting down banners, signs, and taking down panels. Right. That's when we how. were walking out of the awards, there was not even, the panels weren't even up in the arena. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we have to, we have to take it down that, as fast as we set it up, we have to take it down that fast. You know, so it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And there, there's so many tiny things that you don't think of. (laughs) Right. What do you think the most challenging part was about Vegas specifically? Um, well, for me personally, you know, for me personally, I was there for 12 days. Um, and just the long hours that that was the hard part, you know, because we probably, you know, I mean, everybody said, oh, you're going to Vegas. You're going to Vegas. Yeah. Well, I saw two hours of Cowboy Christmas and one night we went to eat out of outside of the hotel and the arena. I mean, that that's it. I, and the only reason we did that is because we had a guy with us that had never been to Vegas. So we felt like we owed him that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's for me personally, it was, you know, the, the dry air, the climate and everything is different from us. So, you know, I was, I lost my voice pretty much and just, you know, it was just physically different for me. Right. Um, you know, and, and so that was, that was a challenge for me. Um, probably just being in the unknown. It was a new facility, new setup for me. Um, you know, so I had to push myself on that end. And, and, and I say step out of my comfort zone because you can't be scared at all. I mean, you can't be nervous about it at all. You just have to roll with it. You just got to go. Um, and, and trust your, trust yourself, trust your team, trust your partners and, and, you know, go with it. Um, the, the getting, I don't want to say, you know, like the people are different. Um, I didn't have any familiar faces, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm in a new area. I don't know anyone. Um, But I I will say this. I had a friend of mine. uh, Actually, there was two friends, two longtime friends that came from East Texas. And after I was there for about eight days, (laughs) One of them walked up to me and I mean, I just got big old tears in my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you. 
finally someone familiar <laughs> someone I know <laughs> you know and and it it because it was just different it, 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 and, and that's not a bad different at all by any means right um it was just stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you know you you hope and pray succeeds and you feel like it is you know yeah and um so that that that's probably the challenge on my end was physically physically for me it was tough you know like i said the weather um the hours and your you know my phone never stopped ringing ringing i mean it it didn't matter one o'clock in the morning my phone was ringing and so um you know that that gets kind of tough on you i can imagine like you said, you're away from all these people, away from your home, away mm-hmm. from everything you're used to. Mm-hmm. It's not your typical race that you put on. No, it is not. And and that with that comes pressure. You know, of course, our event was in the one in December was seven hundred dollar entry fee. You know, it paid out. Well, I'm I don't know. You tell me if it paid good because you <laughs> got a piece of it. <laughs> I will say with the payout. I was a little worried going into it, right? It seems like an expensive for two runs at $700. But then you go, and I guarantee you we will be back next year. <laughs> so worth yeah. it was a wonderful payout. Yeah. I And I think, you know, I think total, like, one girl, I think she, she ended up with about 8000 you know. Um, so, I mean, it for, for a two-day $700 entry fee, you know, she, yeah. it was okay. Um and, and, and it is with the pressure, um, you know, it's, it's a big event. It's not just, and, and I didn't want that. I can do a jackpot at home. If I'm going to go to Vegas, we're going to have a big one <laughs> because you have to, because it is very expensive to have anything in Vegas. Um, and so when it paid out, I think just the, just the average alone, and that's not including your, it was it was a big payout you know and um and we did and i do a true payout i mean i get any added money is 100 percent on the added money you know i get that sponsored and everything and but yeah so if we're gonna go to vegas we're gonna go big you know and and that means big entropy and big payout you know and we're coming back next year we've already got the plans some things i'll change some things i won't change right well we're excited to come back next year and see how it goes because i know it'll be great again yeah hopefully we will see you back there too hopefully yeah, we'll hopefully see you back we'll there see you driving a truck back there right <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we talked we covered vegas pretty well is there anything else you want to add on that or are we good to dive into your race oh we can dive we're good. I'm just, I, mean, I just, you know, appreciate everybody coming out to join us in Vegas because, um, you know, it, it was, it was, I loved it. I loved it. And I don't, I don't know if it ran as fast as it felt like it did, <laughs> but I didn't feel like I had a breath in between. <laughs> I mean, we, I, I, we ran those horses through there fast. <laughs> it was quick. Yeah, it felt like it was. <laughs> so, but I, but we did. I enjoyed every bit, every bit of it, and I'm, I'm very thankful for, for you know the contestants that came out and gave us a shot, and, and um, 
And, you know, we, the, uh, you ask about the struggle, the struggle this year was having to accommodate and work with all the different schedules as far as contestants running here and running there. That was tough. That was tough. But, um, but we're going to, we're going to do things. We're going to do things a little bit different next year and we'll, we'll, we'll be ready. Heck yeah. That's awesome. That's right. I will say that is one reason that we wanted to come to your race. It was so nice to know that you would accommodate to the other schedules. I was running at the junior world finals and I knew that I could make it to your race because that was part of your guys's promise. So that was really, really yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause we ran y'all at one thirty, didn't we? Yep. Actually, actually it was at one and then something was happening going on with traffic and some other things. And we we're like, okay, give them an extra 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. And so, you know, but that's what we want. We like, we like to work with our contestants. I mean, we will do what we can on our part. Um, now, with that being said, that does not mean you get to call and say, hey, I want to be drawn number 19. <laughs> <laughs> that means that you you can't, you know, we could put you in that later section if we needed to. That was not a problem. But, yeah, we, we do try to accommodate. Next year, you know, we're going to look at things a little bit different to, you know, to make it easier for everybody involved. But, um, but but it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be for, for, it'll be a positive for you guys. (laughs) Awesome. We look forward to it. Yeah, I do too. So we got a whole year of planning to do. Yeah. That'll, it'll (laughs) be here before you know it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We're already started. (laughs) We took a week off for Christmas and we've already, we've already started. I've been on the phone with Sherry Lynn about five times already. So, (laughs) But yeah, we can dive we can dive into um our barrels for angels. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about the angels. Mm-hmm. I just give me your background. Everything. Um, you know, in two thousand eleven, I believe it was two thousand eleven, our first year, a friend of mine is a professional photographer and she is the photographer for Neil McCoy, who so how I got involved with the angel angels and the angel network, um, in 2011, um, I worked a, uh, the East Texas angel network fundraiser. And I worked the photo booth for a friend of mine who is a professional photographer and she works, she is Neil, Neil McCoy's photographer for the event. And so, um, if you don't know who Neil McCoy is, you're, you're probably pretty young too, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a country music entertainer. Um, he was entertainer of the year in the nineties. Great guy. He and his family, um, and he and his wife, Melinda, they formed the East Texas angel network. Um, they had two healthy, beautiful kids, nothing wrong with anyone in their family like that, but they, they travel around and they do, you know, at times they've been asked to do fundraisers and, and things to help with, you know, families. And, um, so they formed the organization and that way when the family needs help, the money's already there. Um, but it's the East Texas angel network is an organization that is for kids of 18 and under ages, 18 and under, and they face challenging and life threatening illnesses. So you met them, you got involved. 
but what gave you the idea and how did you start the barrel race? Um, what gave me the idea? Um, basically, um, this all kind of happened about the same time that my dad was sick. He passed. And it had just kind of been wearing on me. Um, I wanted to do something and I wanted to give back. And I wanted to give back. You know, my dad did that. He'd give you the shirt off his back if he had it. Um, and so when I was at a sponsor, and I didn't, I knew who Neil was, but I didn't know him, you know. Um, I walked up to him. He was standing by himself. And I always say it was a God thing because Neil McCoy never stands by himself. He's got people all around him <laughs> and he's always talking to somebody. <laughs> so I walked up to him and I said, Hey, I said, you know, I run barrels. I put on some events. I would like to do something. Um, and I was nervous. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just see him, see him a country music entertainer of the year. And, you know, right. he's, a, he's a star, you know? And uh, so I was kind of nervous. And, and I told him, I said, I want to do a barrel race, you know, where I give back some, to the network you know I have a fully paid staff it's not a hundred percent volunteer donation so um, I wanted to give back to the angel network and you know take care of my staff and everything else and that way you know the race does okay the angel network makes money and we can take care of the kids and he said what are you waiting on I went well, that was easy <laughs> is that all it took <laughs> and so that was in 2013 and I just started thinking and planning. And in 2014, we had our first race. And, you know, like I said, it's not a hundred percent donation to the, to the angel network. Uh, I don't, and I, nowhere on my stuff does it say that because I don't want people to get confused. Um, but we do donate. We've donated right. Let's see. 2014 was our first race. We weren't able to have it in 2020. Um, and we've done right at 100,000, almost 100,000. Wow, that is so amazing. It, it's, and for it's the greatest cause, right? Oh, my gosh. It is crazy. Um, I get I get pretty hopped up about it, no doubt, because, you know, I, I have I've got I made friendships out of the whole deal, you know, uh, I've gotten to be friends with Neil and Melinda, his wife, and, and their family, and and they're just they're super great people. And it it is a it is a true what I call a true organization. When you do, when you donate money to them, it goes to where they say it's going. <laughs> um, and it does help kids, not just medical. Uh, it it helps the family basically. If the kid is if their child is in Houston or Dallas and has to stay for a month or two at a time, which happens quite often with, you know, special needs kids. Um, it helps. It can help pay parking. It can help buy food. It can help cover a light bill. You know, if I, I I'm not sure exactly. I think they can cover a car note. Um, we can help with living expenses if, you know, buy groceries if we need to. It, it just takes care of the secondary expenses basically. And that way they don't have to worry while they're in there with their child of whether their lights get cut off or something like that. You know, they can focus on their child. Well, that is so amazing too. Like you said, it goes right where you're saying it's going. It actually is going to these kids mm -hmm. and to their families to help out. It's not one of those, oh, 
give us money and it doesn't even go to the kids. Right. Right. You know, and then of course, I mean, just it's a true ordinance. I mean, they have their expenses that they have, you know, the buildings and things like that. Yeah. You know, but, but a, a, a large, it, it, it is, it is a good deal. And the really cool thing about the network too is in, you know, outside of that end of it, um, you know, Neil knows his kids. He, it, you know, there's some that he doesn't quite know everything about him, you know, on them. Right. But there's been, there's been times that he will call and check on him. There's been times he's gone by if his, you know, of course his schedule, he still tours. He's gone, you know, several months out of the year. So, right. but if his schedule allows and he's got one in the hospital, you know, I've seen where he's gone in to see him. That now, is so neat. You know, so that, that's pretty cool because yeah, everybody's like that. <laughs> You know, and it's, like I said, it's a genuine deal. Um, and and it's just every year our race has grown, uh, which, you know, I have a goal set every year for the net, for the network. You know, this this year I want to, you know, we want to donate at least this much. Now, that's not a little number. Usually I set it anywhere from ten to 15,000. Oh, wow. You know, that's what I say we, that that's what we want to do for sure. Um. You know, we've been pretty lucky, pretty blessed, to say the least. You know, um, last year was a, a slow year. Uh, just for some reason, numbers were just a little down, but that's okay. We can't have a great year every year. Right. Um, we did almost 14,000. And then the year before was, well, 2020 was closed, but um, 2019, we did right at 22,000, you know. Wow. And, and that's not me. Don't, I, I don't want you to take that. I mean, that's not me donating. That's, that's contestants, that's sponsors, that's, you know, we have a silent auction. Um, that's everybody. Everybody is a part of our event giving back. You know, it's not just Lucky Lotto doing it. It's, we, we planted the seed and it's, it's only a, it's only because of everybody being, coming together as one and doing it. So, you know, and, and we have the kids there. We usually try to have a couple of, a couple of angels at least there. And because I feel like, you know, I can tell you all day long about them. But until you have personally met them and see the joy and the happiness that they can bring to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll pull at your heartstrings. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> So, save this year, I've got a listener on right now who's like, you know what, I'm ready to go. I want to go meet these angels and see what the race is all about. Mm-hmm. When is your race held? We have it the first week of June. Um, this year, I think, is, I'm not looking at dates. It's third, fourth, and fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth that weekend. First, right. It's the first, you know, the first weekend in June. Um, that'll be our officially, see, what am I, eighth year, ninth year? can't do the math right now um and where's it located it is it is in marshall texas is where the race will be marshall city arena marshall texas and we are on facebook under lucky lotto events awesome yeah and i usually do an event page that says barrels for angels you know uh but lucky lotto events is where i have everything that's where i have my angels race that's where i put my race for the ram um 
Perfect. Just the best way to go to find you. And then from yes. there, you can go to the links for the specifics. Yes. Yes. Lucky Lotto Events. Or okay. LuckyLottoEvents.com, too, is our website. Awesome. So that's that's where you can find us and to find out all of that information. Perfect. So I just have to ask on a more personal level, <laughs> what's the most rewarding part to you as a producer to help these children? Oh, man. I mean, just the, just being able to give back and help their families. I mean, and I guess because I get to see the kids more on a one-on-one basis, like working through our network weekend also. Um, we ha- we have a deal where it's it's a meet and greet, an angel meet and greet. So I get to see a lot of them, and I'm like I said, I've gotten to be friends with them, and to be able to help. When we think we have it bad, we don't have it bad, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and and to be able to help some in some form or fashion, just to be able to help them, I mean, it, it, it's. It's just something that you you can't explain, you know, until you've been there and until you've done that, you, you can't explain it. It's just a feeling. It's, a, it's it, you know, I've, I've, I've had people tell us, well, they're so blessed because of you. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm a better well, person because you're in my life and you have the ability or the opportunity to meet these ch- kids, right? And Yes, yes. And, and it's just you know, they, they touch you and you learn so many things about them, you know, because, you know, we have angels that are, I say we, I'm not actually part of the network itself. So let me rephrase that. Um, You know, the angels, some of them are immobile. Some are, I mean, they can't speak verbally. They may be nonverbal, but let me tell you what, they may be nonverbal, but they, they speak to you in volumes crazy at, at, at how you can relate to them and how you can talk to them and, and know you know what they do and what they don't do it's, it's a pretty cool feeling just to be able to help them and give back and and I have other things in the mind I've, I've talked about you know doing a couple other different events not just barrel races but I just haven't you know good lord hadn't just led me down that alleyway yet so right but I mean you're when, thinking up and you know what you kind of want to do right and and I'm one of those, you know, go big or go home. I, I, I it takes me, it takes me as much work to do a little event as it does a big event. So why not just do a big event? Why not? I mean, you know, if you're going to do a breakaway, why not have a five thousand added breakaway instead of five hundred? <laughs> you know, so it, it just that's that's just kind of what I'm waiting on, getting the nudges and seeing where I need to go from there. Well, I have no doubt that it is going to be amazing, whatever you do decide to come up with. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, our our events are great only because of, like I said, the great sponsors, the contestants, and all the supporters that, that stand beside us and keep rolling with us. So I asked pretty much everything that I have. Is there anything else that you want to add? Mm. I don't really know of anything, you know, I just, um, except for, you know, just to thank everybody for, for always standing beside us and giving us a chance and coming to see us. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm always, like I said, I'm, I'm always grateful for everybody. I mean, uh, 
just like I told you earlier, you know, had it not been for my race, I'd have never met you guys. You know, so there's there's always a there's always a ray of sunshine, even in amongst the stressful times and you know, no sleep and lots of energy, you know, lack of energy, but <laughs> there's always the good. <laughs> well, it's awesome. I think your mindset looking for that positivity and everything. And I know that has to help in your events. Yes, it does. And, and I appreciate you. I mean, I appreciate you contacting me and, 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 you know, just visiting and getting the word out. And, and I know we're going to be in touch on some more things. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and do some live videos and, We'll roll on the other end of what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. I look forward to that. I have one more super important question for you. Okay. What color is your toothbrush? What? I don't even know. You don't even Blue. blue. I think even I have a blue one in there. Blue. Do, do what? Even if it's not blue, you just got to say it's blue. It's, like it's blue. Yeah, it's blue. <laughs> even more important questions are what color are my shoes that I have on right now? <laughs> Since it's so cold outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, East Texas weather, I'll tell you what. If you don't like it, just hang around. It'll change in just a few minutes. Because <laughs> that's no joke. We were 75 yesterday, and it's 27 today, and it's supposed to get colder tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Poor horses. I know. They don't know. They grew some hair overnight, though. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, mine's got shaggy hair now. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah well, thank you again so much for getting on this call with me and i hope to speak to you soon and definitely see you next december hey no problem girl thank you so much and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful year we we will for sure see you in december and this week's show was different than most weeks i'm not a barrel racing producer so there's not a lot of things that i can relate to with dina but as someone who's been on the barrel racing road for a lot of years, it was so interesting to hear what goes on behind the scenes. This is where I always do my take on things I can relate to. The biggest thing I can relate to with Dina is dealing with people. One of the hardest parts about being a barrel racing producer seems to be putting up with the people. Well, as a high school girl, I struggle with the same thing. People will be nice to your face and then stab you in the back. Believe me when I say I have a lot of scars on my back from people doing this. But with each one of those scars, I've become a much stronger person. I now know not to trust anyone fully and to be guarded. I don't care what anyone says, the most important person to protect is yourself. It took me a lot of years to learn this, but now I live by it. People are going to be mean, and the best way to get through that is to slap a smile on your face and look unfazed. Trust me, it works every time. Why stop now? The story is just getting started. 